I'm just going to tell you right now, if you don't like authority and if you don't like being told what to do and you have a problem with the quote box, entrepreneurship is a route for you to go. However, if you think you're going to escape from somebody telling you what to do, when to do it and how to do it, that is a lie too. Welcome back to another episode of Live Your Truth Now. I am Mike Ligori. And I am Katie D'Andrea. It is a beautiful Monday where I'm at. And it's also the Monday after Easter. And hope all of you had an amazing holiday weekend with your friends and family celebrating your loved ones and how you chose to celebrate as well. Happy Passover, everyone. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. And sending lots of love to all of you out there to your friends and family. So... With that being said, Katie and I actually have a special announcement that we're going to make today. Bum, bum, yeah. Uh, is it a big announcement? I don't know if it's, I, I would call it a big announcement. Maybe like a mini drum roll. Yeah. Like maybe we could do a mini drum roll. What I would probably, probably categorize it as is a data set that we have collected over the course of our, what, seven? No, this is our 10th episode. Our 10th episode, Katie and I have looked back and we've seen everything that We've talked about and we've thrown shit at the, you know, proverbial shit at the wall to see if it sticks. We've brought different guests on. We've had a wonderful time doing all of this. And we've come to this conclusion that there is something that had come to the surface that we wanted to talk about more. And so today we are going to tell all you guys what that is. But before we get into the secret, I want to let you guys know that we also have some really cool stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm very excited about it. Katie's very excited about it. So we have a special guest that's going to come on at some point in time. I'm not going to say when because we haven't booked him yet. But when we do book this guest, this guest is not just another person that comes onto the show, shares their expertise, and then kind of you know rides off into the sunset. No. This will not be it at all. This person is going to be an integral part to the show and someone that we are both big fans on. So more to come on that later. But Katie, how are you doing? Tell us about your Easter. What did you end up, what'd you end up doing? I would say in true Katie fashion, I spent most of it outside, starting with a my first half century ride of the year on a bicycle, which means 50 miles, actually 52. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that was beautiful. My goodness. It was like 78 degrees and I really just felt like spring had finally arrived. And then Saturday I did some spring skiing with a bunch of friends. And then yesterday went mountain biking at Green Mountain. And then I went to one of my best friend's house. We made a potluck dinner and played Salad Bowl. So for those who don't know, Salad Bowl is the best game, especially for a visual strategist. I do not know what Salad Bowl is. So please tell me more about this game. Oh, everyone add this into your next social gathering. Social distance, of course. So the first round is like a taboo type thing. Everyone gets five to seven pieces of paper and they write a noun or a verb on that piece of paper. It could be any sort of a noun, anything from beach to flowers, to Mike Liguri, to podcast. And so those all get thrown in literally a salad bowl or any sort of bowl that you have on hand. And then the first round is 30 to 40 seconds long. You have to describe that word without using that word, but it's a little bit easier than the game taboo because five words aren't off limits. The second round is one word associations. So for beach, I could say playa or sand. And you have to remember what gets said in the first round. Wait, so I have a, be- wait, wait, time out on that. Playa 
that wouldn't count then because that's technically beach in Spanish. Yep. <laughs> so that doesn't that wouldn't work then. But it's not the same word. But it's so it word association. Well, no, it is the same word. You're just saying it in a different language. All right, all right, all right. Boom. All right, all right, all right. Mm. This isn't even your game, you Mike. You <laughs> this is my game. You lost. Okay, fine. Yeah. But I could say cheaters. something like... Ladies and gentlemen, we have cheaters on this podcast that no, are trying no, to manipulate no, no, Mike. a Leverage salad your bowl assets. Game. <laughs> I am somewhat bilingual. So I, I have two languages somewhat. to pull from with a so... very wide vocabulary range. All right, all right. Go ahead with your salad bowl game. Go yeah, yeah. So then the third round is charades. So you have to act out the words that were... Defined in the first round, the second round, and then the third round is you have to act out the word on the little piece of paper. Note to self, only fold it once because we folded it three or four times last night. And it was really hard to get the paper open, especially for those that are have not very deft fingers. Yeah, and it's a total blast. It gets everyone engaged and creative. It's really interesting to see how people's brains work. It's very much the fast thinking type. And so from a visual strategy point of view, because as a visual strategist, I have this like language of images that I've come up with. So when I do my consulting work, I graphically capture everything that's being said in the meeting or strategic planning session. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) they said I was cheating because I concur with that. I was very good at coming up with words that were very tangential to the words that were on the piece of paper, because that's how I think is just in terms of like images. Or saying words in foreign languages that actually mean the same thing. All right. When you come to Denver, we're going to play and I'm, I'm going to I'm just, I'm just, hey, you know what? I'm just calling a spade a spade at this point. Okay. Bad example. Well, but here's my question. This game sounds like a hodgepodge of like four different games rolled into one. So mm-hmm. how many drinks do you think the person who invented this game had when they came up with all the rules to this? Or they could just be like me and just be a true innovator. I don't know like about that. You can't just that. pick That's, just one. Might as well put a lot every rules. single good game in the same game and just have yourself a ball. Sober people don't make this many rules when they're making a game. It's usually people who are it's like competitive drunks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there may or so, may not have been sangria involved. Yeah, that, but <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I should just quit my day job at this point and just like read read you through the screen and we could just talk about salad bowl. No, yeah, I'm just I'm kidding. down. I know I'd be down too. That's great. But Katie, that sounds amazing. We should actually put in the show notes what Salad Bowl is. So if you can send me a link for that after the show, I'll throw it in there. The link may or may not now be on our uh, website because Salad Bowl probably doesn't exist online. So it could be, we may copyright it. No, I highly doubt that. Salad Bowl, the game definitely exists. I bet you if we, we just got to do a deeper Google search. Anyway, I digress. All right. The real reason why we're talking today is not about Katie's infatuation with winning Salad Bowl or this made-up game and like using <laughs> word associations and cheating, no. <laughs> which I will I will hold you but accountable for. You did say for. winning, and I'm very competitive, so that is very important to mention on you the show. You could cheat and win. You better if you're going to cheat, you better win because if you cheat, you lose. <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> that's really bad. That's why so, I don't win it back in when I don't cheat. That's that's fair. That's fair. All right. Anyway, the real reason why we're talking about today is after ten episodes. Katie and I have decided that instead of covering this narrative storytelling stuff on more of a broader scale where we're bringing in different topics, neuroscience and research, and we've had some guests come on the show, we have realized that where our passion lies intersected with who really needs our help, who we are, and who we are as well, mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs. We have seen so many people that we've worked with, whether as clients, friends of ours, fellow entrepreneurs, Myself being an entrepreneur for almost 
God, last three years, almost last three years, maybe two and a half years. I don't even know at this point. It's all like feels, I feel like I've been doing this shit for a decade. That's, that's what it feels like. It feels like a time warp. But yeah. what we've started to find out is, is that so many people are struggling right now and trying to identify exactly who the hell they are, what their company is, what their products are and their services are and communicating that to their customers. Katie being a visual strategist that she is and myself being in the podcasting world, also being able to help build some brands and companies and helping coaches turn their programs into monetization and building a business out of it to sustain their life or you know, create some sort of value for themselves to people. We have found that the show naturally has evolved into this place where we want to start talking more about branding and storytelling and marketing. Now, Hey, let me, I want to touch on this marketing piece for all of you out there because I, I think this is super important. We are not growth marketers. I'm going to disclaim all this. We're throwing a disclaimer out here right now. We are not growth marketers. We are not hackers. We are not going to tell you how to get a million people online to, to follow you in 30 days. We're not selling you any sort of bullshit. We're not telling you like there's none of this like quick tips to do all these. Like, there's no shortcuts we're selling. There's just not. There's too many people out there that do that. We actually know some people who have some really great shortcuts. I would rather point you there to do it than have you listen to me trying to repurpose their content. And nor, nor would I do that. But it doesn't serve Katie and I to who we are as people to tell you guys and repurpose that information that's out there unless we think it serves you guys in a manner to where Katie and I feel like that that advice is sound, it's coherent, it works. And it falls in line with what this show is all about. So uh, we are going to be pivoting the show more towards small business owners, to entrepreneurs, to people who maybe might have side hustles, who have a dream someday of turning it into uh, a passion. We're not going to say passive income. I think that's just part of it. But it's really about how can we help you turn something into a business, something that you want to do, something that's going to allow to provide you freedom. And I'll let Katie dump in here in just a second about why she's an entrepreneur. Because I can tell you right now, it for me, it's not about money. Money's great. And, you know, I, I love having it just as much as everybody else. And I used to have a shit relationship with money. And I'd say I have a very positive relationship with it. But I don't get out of bed specifically for a, a paycheck. And that's why I don't do this stuff. I do it because... I love helping people and I love helping people tell their stories. And for me being an entrepreneur, when you get that taste of freedom and you get that taste and ability to uh, help people serve them and make their lives better, improve some facet of their life, uh, that to me is so rewarding and it's so helpful. So I'll pause right there. But Katie, I would love for you to tell everybody exactly why we are making this switch in your opinion. And then why are you an entrepreneur? I love it. And I love that you found your why, Mike. That actually has been coming a lot up a lot in my coaching is, Katie, how do I find my why? <laughs> and it's similar actually to this uh, pivot or, or sort of putting a finer point on Live Your Truth Now, our podcast. It's, for me, it's all about discovery. It's data over time. And it's having so many different points of contact that you can't help but observe the contrast for how you gravitate towards those experiences. Yeah. I, I mean, I am obsessed with how people tell their stories to themselves, the lies that we tell ourselves, how we can reframe our own narratives so that we literally walk taller and we attract new experiences. And I have been recently doing that with myself as an entrepreneur. 
as I've been an entrepreneur now, like I was actually thinking, as you were saying, you've been an entrepreneur for three years. I realized that I have always had a side hustle or a side contract since I was 22 and I'm 30 now. So for eight years, I've been an entrepreneur. See, I didn't even, that's so funny you said that because I didn't even include the side hustle piece of the years I was freelance writing at all. I'm just like only counting the times that I've actually been running my company. So that yeah. just even goes to show you as, as, as an entrepreneur, like I'm discrediting all those years I was grinding on the side. Yeah. That doesn't too. even count when I used to make iPhone cases out of magazine cutouts. Yeah. Like, like none of that stuff. Like <laughs> it, well, back it's, to age of 12. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> they, well, and I, and that's what's, that's, what's crazy to me is, is that even as an entrepreneur, we discount those years of, of building something on the side because it's mm -hmm. like, quote, yeah, it's not official, right? Like, yeah, it's and not that's official. What I'm so obsessed with when we work yeah. with entrepreneurs, it's like confidence is everything. Yep. And confidence is a skill. It's not just an, an, like an embodied trait or a habit. It's not something you're born with. Like we practice confidence. Like we build muscles at the gym Yeah. and Mike and I love working with entrepreneur, entrepreneurs because like I mean, call it my gift of being a visionary, but I can literally see where people are going into the future with this idea, this plan, this product that they have. And then I can also see how they're getting in their own way. So a lot of my work as an ontological coach and a strategist is helping people get out of their own way by developing such a clear why, a North Star, a purpose that literally gets them out of bed in the morning and, and is that rallying cry when things are really thick and, and kind of like you're trudging through the mud and then developing an action plan. But to be successful, you have to get super freaking clear on who you are and where you're going and then create a narrative in line with that journey. And that's a really challenging process. Like as Mike and I are, re, you know, kind of pivoting a new um, live your truth now, like that's part of the journey of being an entrepreneur is just trying things on, seeing what sticks. And then when you get that data, that feedback, making it mean nothing, but just using it to inform decision-making, it's not a bad or a good thing. There's no quality to it what's your next move? Like, who do you want to be then in line with that North Star vision? Anyhow, I'll kick it over to you. No. And, and, and I agree with you on that. And most of you out there probably have asked yourself that same question that Katie says, like, what I, I want to find my why. So I'm, I want to, I want to address this real quick. Finding your why might take you your whole damn life. <laughs> yeah, It might take That's, you your whole life. Definitely. That is something that there's no quick fix for. Yeah. There's no quick fix for it. Like you don't get to decide when you find your why it just happens to you. Even yeah. with me, if you were to ask for me, if you were to ask like, Mike, is this all you're going to ever do in your life? I don't know. Like you're mm -hmm. asking me such a loaded question at that point. There's, there's, we evolve and change. Like I'm in my, I'm in my late thirties at some point, like I'm going to enter a new season of life where maybe I go build another business that's completely different than what I'm doing now that I go work and build brands. Like maybe I step more into the coaching realm where I'm doing one-on-one -on -one consulting with people. Katie and I are working on new things. It also could be new for relationships and friendships. Most of you out there and I'll, and I will bet you most of you out there have left your friends that you used to hang out with in high school and some of the early years in college and it don't hang out with those people anymore. And it's not because you don't like them and it's not because you don't want to be around them. It's because you have changed and they have changed too. And those periods that you had in your life were just memories now. And those are things that, that happen. So I say that because there are things that you probably did in your 20s 
maybe some of you went out there and tried to build an e-commerce store when e-commerce like first started and it was like really freaking hot at the time and everybody was trying to jump on the train and before Amazon kind of came in and clogged up the entire system and made it super saturated. Some of you were trying to do that at that time because you wanted to like make all this money and have the freedom and the independence that comes along with it. But if I asked you right now, would you go back and do that website? Would you go back and do an e-commerce? I bet you some of you would have a different perspective on it because it's not the same and you're not in that hustle and grind mode. I wouldn't want to be doing that stuff. And I, I, I tried to go at fun fact about me. I tried to go after e-commerce for like a, a hot minute. And I don't mean literally like a hot minute. I think like I could pour myself into it for like two months was like working my ass off to try to put systems in place and like learn all this affiliate marketing stuff that was happening with Amazon. And I just got up one day and I was like, screw this, I'm done. Hmm. I was like, I- I'm over it. Yeah, because it wasn't aligned with your why, right? No. Like the things that aren't in line with the things that you care about that get you up in the morning. And and so for those that are listening that are like, okay, yeah. like enough of the word why, like how the heck do I do it for myself? <laughs> there's a There's a couple exercises I like one of them is just like an observation over, let's say a one month period of the things that light you up, like the things that you actually mm-hmm. gravitate towards. Like, what do you want to yeah. be doing? And then ask yourself, oh, what is it that I so, so enjoy about this experience? Um, what is it that I'm gravitating towards? Like, why am I saying yes to this thing? And the other one is like an, an exercise you can do with your notebook and it's called the five whys. And you say, I want to do X and create like a, a long line and fill in the blank. I want to do X because... So I want to create a podcast because I love helping people overcome their limiting beliefs and step into their, you know, empowered vision of themselves. Okay. Well, why do I help? I love help people overcome their self-limiting beliefs. And then you do because, and then that answer from the line above becomes the sentence for the line below that. And you do that five times. So it's like this distillation process of getting to the heart of what really matters. Mm. No, and that's good. And there's something I want to just piggyback off what you said is something that I think we should go in deeper with Katie is this ability of building businesses with the why at the core. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs have a really hard time discerning their why to their business and either separating it or think it's actually feasible to build a for-profit business or a nonprofit organization or whatever the case may be. And we have some friends that actually have built organizations or built businesses all around their why, their passion, Mm -hmm. the thing that like lights them up in the morning and lights them up in life on a daily basis. And they have gone out, they have made good money doing it. They're super happy and they never ever question the direction of, you know, the North star, where are they going? they never question it at all. So I say that because I think it's super important for people right now, just to, just to dispel this rumor or myth or the story that you're telling yourself where, or limiting belief, you can build an entire business, a profitable business, a good business. You can be a great CEO. You can be a great leader, whether you're a solopreneur or you got a team of 10 to 20 people. You can build a business around your why. You don't have to like leave it in the parking lot. And then when you're going to walk into the office door and then only pick it up when you get back into your car, you can build an entire thing around the thing that drives you and motivates you. It does not have to be separate (laughs) at all. I actually think if I could have my way with humanity, it would be that more people pursue their why in the professional realm rather than just ignore it or say, I don't deserve to have this or say, I can't enjoy work because work is work. Like that's super puritanical. 
I really do believe that when you're living in alignment, especially as an entrepreneur, living in alignment is something that like fuels you back. It's not something that depletes you. And so when you're doing something where you're totally checked out of, and you can have a why for having a business that's not totally aligned with your business's mission, but it's like your role within that business leading it. Like Mm -hmm. maybe your why is to create time freedom for your partner or be able to spend quality time with your children in a different country. Like (laughs) our why's could be totally different. No, I I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah. So I think I'm not good at... Um, putting myself in boxes. And I think a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs I know aren't either. And that's why we start to chart our own course is because we like to show up as ourselves, as our full human in our passions, in our business that is aligned with what we care about most in this world. Also, speaking of not putting yourself in boxes, if there are some of you out there who have gone through this back and forth in your brain of, I want to do my own thing, but I don't want to leave my job, but I hate being told what to do, but I also need the paycheck. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you don't like authority, okay, and if you don't like being told what to do and you have a problem with the quote box, entrepreneurship is a route for you to go. However, if you think you're going to escape from somebody telling you what to do, when to do it and how to do it, that is a lie too. Because if you have clients, if you, have a, if you are a service-based agency, like myself, I have clients. I listen to my clients. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have a relationship. We don't have a collaboration where we talk things out and come to an agreement of what is best for the product and the service and the business that they have, because my job is to serve them. But if you think you're just going to escape all of that and not listen to somebody, that's a problem too, unless you completely go into a not person-facing business, which I also don't think is that true. You still have to Mm-mm, deal with then people. Because you have investors with- and then you have yeah. people to report to and then you have the people that you manage. If your business grows and scales, those become your bosses. Right. Well, and let's just even take this example. Metaphorically. Uh, yeah, right. I have friends that have built businesses that have done very, very well, monthly reoccurring selling products. And they don't really talk to anybody. They just have their, they have their drop ship store. People go there, they buy stuff, get shipped out. Kind of pretty much runs on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Pretty much does. Now they want to get into coaching and like teaching people how to do this. Well, guess what? Now you're client facing. So there are businesses out there that you're not going to be really interacting with people. But then again, if a customer gets upset at you because you sent them the wrong product or, you know, your customer service isn't on point, you're going to have to answer to somebody no matter what. It doesn't matter. You can't escape it. So it's just the matter of how do you frame it? For me, I prefer to run a business the way that I feel a business should be ran and run a team the way that. I feel leadership is needed within companies and organizations, and I am by no means the perfect leader at all. But I go and I search out the best ways to lead people and the best ways to serve my clients based on what others have done before me that have made them crazy successful. Because Mm -hmm. that's what I believe entrepreneurship is all about. It's not having all the answers. It's just being determined and driven enough to get all the answers. That's really what it's about. I love that. That's awesome. And yeah, and that's our goal for the show is to bring those guests onto this podcast. Like we have such a sweet lineup of guests over the next two months. Like I wish we could just record every day because what they're sharing is gold. We're mining for gold in these conversations. 
so that we can serve you as entrepreneurs, as people that are considering entrepreneurship, small business owners, those that consider themselves entrepreneurial, so entrepreneurs in an established business, to get more confidence, more clarity, and learn how to share your message in a way that resonates with you and the people that you are looking to serve. Right. And and the most important thing with all this before we wrap up for today is that Katie and I are going to be creating topics very tailored to business narratives and storytelling around how you can build something that people can resonate with. Because really, when you think about building a company, building brands, serving people, it's all about relationships. It's all about trust and loyalty. And those are like key communication pillars that we all exhibit in the most beneficial relationships that we have with one another. And it's the Mm -hmm. same thing that you're going to have with your customers, the same thing you're going to have with your audience. But most importantly, it's the same thing that you're going to have with your business. Your business is a living, breathing entity, whether you think it is or not. Double that from my mind. No, it's (laughs) (laughs) took it. No, Uh, but but it is. It's a it's a it's a child. It really is. It's a living, breathing thing that you care for and it will care for you as well. The more you put into your business, the more love that you give it, the more it will give back to you. And in the spirit of sort of like biomimicry, there are different phases and periods of life and transition points like human beings experience in our lives that businesses go through as well. Yep. So how do you work more with the natural flow of something, pushing when you need to and pulling back when you need to, having the foresight and the perspective, that 30,000 foot perspective to work on your business and in your business, which for those that are listening, know that it's really freaking hard to do that. Oh yeah, it is so t- it is so tough to do, and so we're excited about it. We think it's going to serve you guys much better. If you have been listening to the podcast specifically for the old topics and for some of the other stuff, don't worry, we're still going to be covering those. It's mm-hmm. just going to be more in an entrepreneurial business focus because we believe for a lot of people out there, they are looking for guidelines, they are looking for some sort of playbook that allows them to build something lasting. And for Katie and I, we really love the art of the process of building something and really teaching people the art of building something. And this is not a podcast for shortcuts. This is not a podcast for hacks. We will not do that here. We are going to make sure that we teach you guys things that we know work. And if we don't know something, we have a network of people that are experts in that field or have shown time and time again how to really build something meaningful. So we are super excited about it. If you also have any topics or things that you would like us to talk about specifically with branding, specifically with stories that you might be telling your employees. So if you are a business owner that has employees and you feel like there's some sort of disconnect going on there or you're not really sure if the brand is current to what the work that's being done, and this happens a lot, and I'll give you an example. There are many companies out there who are 10 years down the road or 10 years from where they first started that when they first started the brands, they did one thing and they never changed the brand, but the company changed, the people changed, the product changed, the service changed, the leadership changed, and they're still doing the same stuff that they did day one. And you see this a lot with companies that still try to act like they have startup culture. They're huge and they still act like, oh, we got to have the startup mentality or we got to have, we got to be scrappy. Must have still. ping pong table. Must have ping pong tables. And we have to, you know, sell people on changing the world. And, and, and listen, that's great and everything. But sometimes you grow out of that shit. You mm. just do. And it's not, mm. and, and it's not like a, a bad thing, but you know, it, when you become an adult, you don't want to be still acting like you're a teenager. You know, it's the, it, it happens. So If you have any of those topics or things or questions on your minds, please 
hit me up on Instagram at Mike Ligori writes. You can hit Katie up at feeling freedom, hit us up in our DMS. You can go ahead and just get in touch. And we also will leave our contact information as well in the show notes. So you guys can email us as well. At some point, you can visit our website that we're currently building for the podcast, which is really exciting, but that's it. That's all we got. That's our big announcement. And so we appreciate you guys listening and for live your truths. Now I am Mike Ligori. And I'm Katie Giandra, and thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. I think we're going to go ahead and go into the building a business around your why. I think that's, I don't know, that keeps just kind of crossing my face. So tune in next week, episode 11, building a business around your why. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for stopping by. Bye.